0: And what a day it is for Blue Jays fans. Uh, Yes, it's the start of a new series as the Blue Jays open up a three-game set with the Chicago White Sox tonight. Yes, it is Blue Jays Fan Friday here on the podcast, and we have your suggestions for how the Blue Jays can improve things while they go out there and keep sucking. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just going to use that term because, hey, Charlie Montoya's using it, so it's quite fine if I go ahead and say, yeah, they suck. But anyway, no. The big news of the day, and the reason why this is coming out late, is because yesterday we were hinted at that moves were coming for the Blue Jays when Thomas Pannone was optioned down to Buffalo. Today those moves came, and today the Blue Jays fans rejoice, for Socrates Brito is no longer on this team. He has officially been designated for assignment, much like his maligned buddy, Alan Hansen. So in his place, uh, the Blue Jays re-added Javi Guerra, and now I can finally prove that I got that name right. Javi Guerra's back on the 25-man roster and the 40-man roster. So he will be in the bullpen tonight as well. Jonathan Davis is back. He is a name we highlighted yesterday uh, for the Blue Jays and potentially coming up and providing anything for, for this team. And yeah, The important thing is Socrates Brito and his 077 average will not be cluttering up the team anymore. So yeah, I haven't seen this much jubilation over a Blue Jays move since Roberto Osuna got traded. And that was rightfully jubilant because Roberto Osuna was a garbage person who did not deserve to be on this team. But yeah, um, Socrates Brito was just, a blight on on this roster. I don't care he batted left-handed. I don't care he was speedy. He contributed directly to the Blue Jays being as terrible as they were. And I actually did get a stat from Frenemy of the Show, um, Steven, at DTSB underscore 98, the Blue Jays have the 11th worst team-weighted runs created in the live ball era. Ever. Of any team. 73. The average is 100. And the Blue Jays are so far down below. It's 9 since they agreed upon a standard height for the pitching mound. Not even the worst team this year, surprisingly, as Stephen pointed out. Because the Marlins are worse. Which, oh my god, Miami. Just just fall into the sea or something. And yeah, so what does Jonathan Davis bring to this team? Again, he is not Socrates Brito, which is a big part of it. But basically, he provides what Brito does. Um, he has speed. He's a right-handed bat. He can play center field and play it well. He was on an absolute tear in Buffalo, as we talked about yesterday, he's batting like uh, 341, I believe. So he he earned this call-up. This is not just a, hey, we need to get rid of Socrates Brito. This is a well-deserved call-up for Jonathan Davis, who, again, we talked about earlier this week. And, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful to see him in the lineup. This actually ties in a little bit with the Fan Friday um, question because one of the responses we got was from regular contributor Mike Burke at Mike S. Burke who said what they want to see is Panone and Burrito out and Davis and Kevin Biggio up. Now, only only got half of that uh, call up, but uh, the wish has been fulfilled with uh, Burrito gone. And Mike actually had a a lineup as well. He he would put Drury in left field. Go Drury, Davis, Gritschuk in the outfield. Guerrero, Galvis, Biggio, which Biggio's down there. So I guess you can sub Drury in a second and, I don't know, put Sniper McKinney in the outfield. And then trade Smoke for a Trent Thornton equivalent, which the Blue Jays can probably use because it was also announced that uh, we we are in the opener era when it comes to the Blue Jays. Daniel Hudson's going to start for Toronto tonight. Um, not unfamiliar territory for Daniel Hudson. He has made uh, 60 career MLB starts, but just two since 2012 when he was converted to a reliever full time. But he he's done this before, much like Tyler Clippard. So. I I guess this is where the Blue Jays are at. They they announced Clay Buckholes has a lat strain, so he's probably going back on the DL. So there <laughs> the Blue Jays starting pitching problems just getting even worse. Anyway, um that's likely why Guerra was brought back up as a guy who's familiar with Toronto and was alright before getting DFA'd earlier this season. Again, if you listened to yesterday's show, I would have selected uh, a different pitcher but I guess the Blue Jays need someone to start while Buffalo is going through the stretch so Ryan Firabend has to wait for another day but you know getting Gara up isn't terrible either like I, I'm not sure that's who I would have used the 40 man spot on but you know Gara's a live arm so he'll be back there doing something For the Blue Jays, I guess. Whether it's good or not will remain to be seen. They are playing the White Sox today. And the White Sox lost Carlos Rodon recently to potentially Tommy John um, surgery. Um, Just actually getting now confirmed that Clay Buckles is on the injured list. So Thomas Finone's actually right back up (laughs) with the Blue Jays. That was a very short demotion. So... (laughs) <laughs> I guess he's going to be starting again, which kind of sucks, but the Blue Jays are not in a position to really go out of their way to try and get someone else who can go in there and, and make a start. So just just lots of, lots of fun times. Again, um, the White Sox are not a good team. It should be possible for the Blue Jays to actually do something against them, even with Daniel Hudson starting today. Um, But the Blue Jays are trying to shake things up. And, you know, as as I'm recording this, more info continues to come in, um, thanks to Keegan Matheson of Baseball Toronto, who has the quickest Twitter fingers in the business when it comes to covering the Blue Jays. Um Vladimir Guerrero Jr is batting second tonight, which how how much have we been calling for for Guerrero to actually get some protection so he can get some pitches to swing at because they the pitchers have not been giving them anything to hit. They're treating him like he's an all-star. So the, it it's clear that they want to try to try to get out of this funk and, and get some sort of you know, positivity going again, because like I said, for the past week and a half, it's just been absolutely brutal trying to watch this team. So if this is what the Blue Jays have to do, getting getting more arms up, getting a guy like Davis up, who is excited again to be here, getting Vlad earlier in the lineup to get more at bats and see more pitches. All right. I I wanted Charlie Montoya to show me that, you know, he's trying to do something. This is him trying to do something. So I am for this and we'll see how this works out tonight. I'm I'm not uh I, I don't have high hopes, but I just I just wanted to be competitive until the fifth inning. How about that, Blue Jays? How about we get it to the fifth inning and you know, get it. To the point where I'm not just drinking out of, you know, trying to drown my sorrows instead of trying to enjoy the game. Let's let's go for that. That would be a big plus. So accomplish that. And I think we'll be all right. Um, we'll talk about what other fans think the Blue Jays can do to try and enhance their enjoyment of the game right after this break. You are locked on, Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Refreshed and ready to go. So, I this week's question that I put out there, just simple, just trying to lighten the mood a little bit because I didn't want to actually ask anything about the Blue Jays on the field because the Blue Jays on the field were bad. And that's putting it lightly. So, I asked what um, the Blue Jays could do to improve the fan experience. And and I was inspired to ask that by news that was passed along by Jessica Corrolli, um at Heels on the Field. Who noted that Minnesota dropped prices of tickets to $5 and sold like 20,000 of them. So... Yeah, that would be nice to, for the Blue Jays to do. Maybe they would get more than 12,000 fans for this series. I, I don't know what the number is going to be tonight, but we'll see. So I just asked if if y'all had any ideas. And we did get some. Um, Big D at Don't Hoodwink Me had a couple. Um, One, play music during the whole game, like the Toronto Rock do, which... I'm I'm for that. I usually have music going cuz I can only listen to Buck and Pat for so long before I just my brain turns to cornbread. So I would be for that as long as, you know, everyone gets input on what is played. So I I don't just want country music piping through there. You need, need a good solid mix if you're going to do that. Big D also offered a dollar dog eating contest, but you have to get the dollar dogs from Ikea. And if Ikea wanted to sponsor that, I mean, that's totally a plan that you could do. So you get those steamed hot dogs on like the bread buns and Big D thinks they can eat about 30. I haven't tried to eat like a bunch of hot dogs. We did have one in university and i think i put down 12 but they were like the actual hot dogs with like the the full bread buns and they were boiled and i actually came in second place but the guy who won Jules, just was a monster he he put down 30 so that would that would be fun um dave regular contributor dave at puganoche the Stampeders have the world's fastest cow. They give the contestant a 10-yard advantage, and if he beats the cow in a foot race, he wins a Harley. Bonus points, the cow rides in on the Harley. So this is obviously something similar to the Freeze in Atlanta, or and the Blue Jays could do something like that. The, the only reason I don't think the Blue Jays have done anything like that is because... You know, trying to run on turf sucks. And trying to get people running for, like, motorcycles or something on turf is probably a good way to get a lawsuit. And finding a guy who could legitimately defend that. Like, keep it from, you know, being just a motorcycle giveaway. That would be... Imperative for the Blue Jays. Maybe, maybe there there are some local uh, runners that could adequately defend that that prize and just keep it from being, you know, just completely out the door. Um, anonymous source at Miles Higgins, a free beer or soft drink every time Burrito gets a hit. Shouldn't cost much. Definitely won't cost much now that he's gone, but that wouldn't have been a bad idea. Um, a lot of you agreed that the that the ticket idea would probably be the best. Um, Karen Suter, best idea is reducing ticket prices. X twenty four rocks. Um, they like the ticket idea, but their problem is that people who have season tickets, they're going to want some money back. And I think that, that you could probably do that. Maybe just get um, give them some concession tickets or something, like a, a free beer or something like that, just, just to make sure they're coming into the stadium. Um, or uh, Michelle Haken, at Michelle Haken, said that, They could give you a discount on next season's tickets, which, again, that'd be a good way to confirm renewals. So, you know, a lot of people coming up with some things. Um, Violet Brown at Brown01Violet. They agreed, Cheaper seats. uh, The things like the President's Races or the Freeze. Um, Better Mascot. Ace is kind of boring when compared with the Philly Fanatic and other than, okay, Blue Jays for the seventh inning stretch, there isn't a lot of fan engagement. I I have noticed that in going to Blue Jays games in the past, that, you know, you're very much just in with your own people. There's not a lot to get the fans going in, and, like, they try to do it, and they, they try to do it with a wave, and that is not the way to do things. That is not proper fan engagement, the wave. Come on. Come on. It's 2019. So, yeah, it it's about creating more of an atmosphere there, I guess, which they've not really been able to do in that building, like outside of the playoff runs. But it it is like Mark Shapiro said, winning teams attract people, and the Blue Jays aren't winning, so it's going to be very tough to build that, um, build that kind of atmosphere at this time. Probably won't be for a few years, um. James at Canadian Bum 1993 how about opening the gates early enough to see the Jays have batting practice and i know i know they let people in to see vlad do batting practice i don't know if they just let him in like immediately like that but you know having the option to bring your kids in and see that that would be a good idea to make new fans so i i think they they should probably consider trying to get them in as much as possible. And I'll I'll end with Liz at Biggles 14. Just more fan friendly things. Uh, players at J Shop at ballpark or Eaton Center. Bringing back alumni weekend. So getting more in line with the rosters, or with the roster of people that they do have, getting them out there a little more, which I think is a good idea. I, I think if you can get more more of those people out there just try and get in touch with the players themselves. I think that's a good idea. So I do want to mention, like I said, we are getting a lot of info as it comes just, you know, we're due to when we're recording this due to the game time, but um, Shai Davidi just reported that um, the reason Vlad Jr. is hitting second is to reward him, like show confidence in him. And give him some protection with Justin Smoke right behind him. So Smokey's going to be batting third. And this is apparently the brainchild of Dave Hudgens, the bench coach. Because they did the same thing with Alex Bregman when he came up with Houston. And Bregman's a pretty good comp. I, I would be happy if Vladdy shows some Alex Bregman pop. I would be happy if he shows any pop. But... That makes a lot of sense to me. Again, getting him some protection. Um, you know, just, like I said, getting a, a guy like Jonathan Davis who who can actually make contact, much like Eric Sogard. I think those would be big things. So we'll see how this goes for the Blue Jays tonight. We'll be watching with y'all. And that brings this episode to a close. Just um, thank you to everyone who sent in your suggestions. Thank you, James and Liz and Violet and Karen and Michelle, and X24, and Miles, and Big D, and Dave, and Mike. Thank you all so much for your contributions. You keep this podcast going. A reminder, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, you can do so on Himalaya, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. You can Download this episode. You can subscribe. You can review, and that kind of helps us. It's gonna help us hopefully um, get some guests in. Um, I'll have more more about that in the in the next week or so. Just uh, end of May, we're looking at having a whole week of like interviews and. Already got some confirmation, so I'm very excited about that. Be able to bring some good discussion to y'all, so you don't just have to hear me talk for 20 minutes. Cause I don't know how how y'all are coping uh, with that, but you know, I I'm just happy you keep listening, and that's the main thing. So yeah, um, that that is where I'm gonna end it. A reminder: if you want to get involved in Fan Friday. As well, you can do so by following me on Twitter. That's at neoac18. That's neoac18. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Locked On Jays. And yeah, I'm I'm ready to see what happens here. I'm ready to see what happens with these moves because I there is a reason why I waited. So let's see what the Blue Jays' responses to this kind of shakeup. So I'll leave it at that. And again, thank you to everyone who commented. So for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I've been Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and listening to all the episodes this week. And y'all take care.